Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. I've always been a big believer in the local Chamber of Commerce. For a few dollars a day, any entrepreneur, business owner, manager, or executive can get access to hundreds of potential clients, plus contacts hard to find on your own. To me, it's the best deal in town. In today's episode, you'll hear from one dynamic woman leading the largest chamber of commerce on the Sun Coast with not one, but two locations. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and I believe the secret sauce to any community is when you listen to each other's stories. It's one of the true pillars to the local culture and connects us in a way that cannot be done any other way. In fact, that's why I created the Sarasota Stories podcast. I started it so that you could get connected just a little deeper in this wonderful community we call home. In each episode, I interview a neighbor of ours who is doing great work and impacting our town in positive ways. So you'll hear from authors and artists, entrepreneurs, civic leaders, and others share how they chose their profession, what they're working on now, and what their plans are for the future. My guest today is Jackie Dazelski, President and CEO of the Manatee Chamber of Commerce. In this episode, Jackie will share with us one thing most people don't know about her, why Jackie saw the chamber as a career path, what surprised her most about leading a local chamber, and what's the most challenging part. You're also going to find out why they have two locations, common mistakes she sees chamber members make when they join, how they should maximize their membership, and how you can learn more about the Manatee Chamber of Commerce, and much, much more. Thank you for listening in today, as is my hope you will listen, learn, and connect. Jackie Dazelski, President, CEO of Manatee Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thank you. I am thrilled to be on with you. I'm looking forward to the next half hour. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. As we were talking before I hit record, I've kind of been reaching out to all the local chambers here. And I find that each one of them have kind of a little bit of a different DNA about them. And so I was interested to find out what's going on in the Manatee area. And so it's, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. Yeah. And your observation is spot on. One of the sayings we have in the chamber industry that's probably applicable across a lot is if you've met one chamber, you've met one chamber um, because those <laughs> uh, chambers that are the most successful are responsive to their membership and to what their community wants their chamber of commerce to be. And that. The right answer on that is different in every community. And 
Florida as a whole is a very strong chamber of commerce state. Um, when we look across the country, there are, for whatever reason, and there's probably a lot of reasons, some states in which the chamber um, infrastructure is, is stronger than others. And Florida has some incredibly strong um, chambers really leading the way for the business community. So happy to, be, happy to be on and share a little bit today. Cool. Very good. Well, we're happy to have you on. Uh, what I always like to start off with is to ask my guests, what's one thing most people don't know about you? So one thing people may not know about me is I come from a long line of farmers up on the pinky of the lower peninsula of Michigan. So in some ways, I'm a farmer at heart. And in just a couple of weeks, I will be up north on a tractor helping mow about 850 <laughs> acres of alfalfa hay so I can handle myself on a batwing tractor. That may be something mm. folks don't know about me. That is very <laughs> impressive. That's very impressive. I actually grew up on a 500-acre farm myself, so uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, time in my developmental years, and that's in southern Ohio, and so uh, I miss it. I really do, because after I got married and whatnot, it was with the kids, you know, it was pretty much we were in a, um, you know, out in the suburbs and whatnot. So I've always missed it. So I envy you. Yeah. I envy you. Yeah. You know, I have two two young children and uh, there's nothing like watching them walk out to the prodigious garden that my parents put in every year up on the farm and, you know, pick a tomato, pick a green pepper right off the bush. And, and they say, you know, it just tastes different. So um, I had the, I had the pleasure and, and the joy in childhood of spending every summer up on my grandparents' farm. I, I never lived there year round someday, maybe, but, um, yep. but every summer up there on the farm was just a kind of little slice of heaven on earth. Well, it sounds lovely. It really does. Well, well give us a little bit of your, your background because you've been involved with the Chamber of Commerce for a good part of your career. And I guess I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, why you saw that as a career path way back when. Yeah, and it is way back when. Uh, I just hit the 26-year mark um, with the Manatee Chamber. So it was actually my second job out uh, outside of, uh, of undergrad. And so if you ask me why, um, 26 years ago, I joined the Chamber of Commerce as a staff member, I would tell you I probably didn't really know why other than I responded to an ad in the newspaper. And I'm sure some of our listeners are like, what? What, what do you mean? Um, back when that's how we searched for jobs, um, I had no idea what a, a Chamber of Commerce was, but it was the right position for my skill set at the time. And five positions later, I'm still here having spent uh, just about half my lifetime um, at the Manatee Chamber. Uh, what I realized very quickly in my career was, first and foremost, um, at our chamber, you get to work with the best people in the community, people that really care um, about the success of, of the community, the success of their business for their employees and um, the well-being of their customers. So you're working with people who really want to look outside of you know, the four walls of their own company or even their own neighborhood um, to work on really important things to move a community uh, forward. And then second, um, I, I guess the, the, the position and and the organization suits me or someone hasn't told me something they should have told me two decades ago. <laughs> well, obviously you've been quite successful. Um, I've always felt the chamber, I've always been very, very pro local chamber myself, but I always felt 
that some young man, young woman is leaving school and they don't really know what they want to do or what company they want to work for, go work for the chamber. If you have the skill sets, go work for the chamber because then you're going to interact with the businesses at the local community level. And that way you can start to really figure out what maybe the, the next step is. So I always felt that that was maybe a step that you know, students coming out of colleges should do. Yeah. And, you know, the new opportunity that's been created over um, the last number of years, in addition to working for a chamber of commerce, if you're, you know, a young professional, you know, starting to make your way in a community with your career, are the young professionals initiatives that many chambers have, including the chambers here, you know, kind of in South Tampa Bay on, on the Sun Coast. Another great opportunity for young people just entering or starting a career to really make connections, um, determine a path, and really be exposed to a lot of other companies and nonprofits, government agencies, um, where they might decide to make their next move. Interesting. Interesting. Well, so you've been CEO now for five years. And in that time, what surprised you most about leading a local chamber? Hmm. You know, I had a number of very wise mentors over the years, but none more so than my predecessor, the late Bob Bartz. And and for those in the community that that weren't involved or didn't know, um, you know, Bob passed away while he was the CEO of the Manatee Chamber, more than a 30-year career. Um, I mean, known across the country as one of, you know, the best chamber leaders in our in our industry. And so I had the blessing of, of being mentored by one of the best um, in the country. And so I, I, you know, Bob involved me and, and all of our leadership team in, in so much of the behind the scenes work of what a career in a chamber of commerce looks like. So I had that benefit. But, you know, I think until you sit in the seat, so to say, um, you know, it, Everyone said it's it's still different. As much as you think you've prepared, um, maybe not surprising is um, again it, it, it's about the people and leaders who are willing to um, help and to uh, offer me you know great advice, open doors as well. Um, maybe surprising is I, I lose a little more sleep at times than maybe I would have predicted um, because, you know, in our chamber, you know, we engage on a, so many different issues and lots of partners, lots of players in the community. And so I lose a little more sleep than I would have anticipated. Right. Because it's just not business. I mean, it's also legal issues and, you know, employment issues. And so you, you really have a number of balls that you kind of have to keep in the air and to really provide those or at least services or at least options for local businesses. And so um, I would think that that would be a real challenge. Yeah, you know, and, and, and again, I, I, it's a challenge, but it's coming from opportunity, right? And that's um, the opportunity to coalesce the business voice on issues um, that, again, are, are opportunities or, or challenges that need to be solved in a community. I mean, let's use housing, right? The, the affordability of housing right now, you know, up and down the Sun Coast, across the country, you know, is at, is at a, a crisis level that I really haven't seen, even in all the cyclical nature of the economy and, and having been in, in 
the chamber industry and connecting on these issues for more than 20 years. I, I haven't seen it quite, <laughs> quite as bad, so to say, yeah. as it is now. Now, the flip side of it is, you know, how much wealth is being created in in our community with regards to those who are building equity and home ownership. So, you know, there's two sides to the to the same coin um, in some ways. But um, but yeah, those types of things keep you up at night because, you know, as the chamber, we really look to convene and and we advocate on behalf of businesses um, and recognizing that other partners have great ideas on solutions, but they may not. We may not always agree on the path forward um, to how to get to you know a shared resolution. So it's just managing a lot, a lot of partners and giving everyone the space to to feel like they have a voice. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more in just some of the organizations I've been involved with, some nonprofits myself. Uh, giving people a voice is is really key. So what is the hardest thing then? The hardest thing um, right now, I would say, you know, the attraction and retention of, of staff. And, and that's for the chamber as an employer as well. We have a small team. We have 16 right. um, on our team. But, you know, certainly I continue to give focus to ensuring that we're providing, um, you know, the right environment, the right culture so that we as an organization ourselves can attract the right talent to deliver on the mission as our members um, want us to. Um, and so that has cre- required a lot of outside of the box thinking, both to address the workforce challenges that we're experiencing right now when unemployment is at, you know, 3%, that's really full employment. And so having to be creative in that way, um, uh, but also COVID, right? I mean, COVID has thrown everybody um, into, Incredible. Uh, you know, what was initially a reactionary mode, but I think we're now at a point where Um, You know, most businesses and organizations um, are thinking strategically about um, what what sticks from some of the adjustments and adaptations we made during COVID um, and what needs to continue to evolve, what needs to get back to, quote, pre-COVID conditions. Um, And so it's just it's just a constant um, analysis of how you need to retool to stay to stay relevant and effective. Well, what do you hear from your members about supply constraints? Yeah, that, that's certainly one the of pipeline. Uh, yeah, yeah but definitely one of the of the biggest challenges. And and as much as it is literal inability to access products and, and services, more products than services. Um, but, you know, one of the one of the enemies to, to business is, is unpredictability. And so, you know, helping our our members um, find other routes to getting um, what they need to to either maintain or in most cases to grow. I mean, we're very lucky um, when you look at COVID recovery across the country for business communities. Um, Florida, you know, is on high octane um, as far as growth and opportunity. And so while that comes with its own challenges, I'd take those challenges every day compared to states or communities in which, you know, they're seeing the opposite and and they're still struggling to even come out of of some of the COVID effects. Right, right. You have actually two locations uh, in the Manatee area. You have one in Lakewood Ranch and one in Bradenton. I found that fascinating. How long have you had those locations and where did the decision to do that come from? Sure. Well, the Manatee Chamber as a whole, just to go back a little bit further, um, traces our start to 1889 
we were the Bradenton Board of Trade uh, back in 1889. So I find it somewhat fascinating to think that business people came together more than 130 years ago to start at that time what was called a Board of Trade in order to, again, coalesce the business voice um, on issues that were important. Um, in doing our research, we uh, saw that some of those very early issues were related to infrastructure. So one was they wanted to secure um, a telegraph line between Bradenton and Tampa. Um, another was regular um, ferry service on the Manatee River. So wow. you think about that, you know, those types of issues are the same issues the Manatee Chamber 130 years later still engages on with regards to infrastructure to support yep. the growth of business. Um, but over the years, our name has changed and evolved, and we did become the Manatee Chamber, uh, a countywide organization back in the early 60s. And so while our office has moved around, we've been on this same corner. I'm looking out my window here, the same corner in downtown Bradenton since the early 60s. But uh, just over 15 years ago, recognizing the significant growth that was happening in the eastern sure. portion and now northern northeastern portion of Manatee County, um, we believed that the right way to serve the business community was to have a second location in Lakewood Ranch. And so we um, we undertook that with the United Way. They were looking at a similar need for an expanded um, office space and meeting space footprint. And that really is the priority, even more than the office space that we have in both uh, locations. It's the significant meeting space um, yep. that we have to be able to convene more than 20 committees uh, that the chamber has wow. working on issues. So so do, they, to, do the locations have different functions or do they provide different services or, I mean, it, there's got to be some differences that they provide. Yeah, actually for the chamber, very similar services. So we've got office space. So our staff is, you know, between both offices, just right. depending on what their day um, looks like now with, you know, fuel prices right now. For some, it's more convenient to be at, at the Lakewood Ranch office or at the Brainton right. office so we can offer that flexibility to our staff. Um, but as I mentioned, the meeting space is, is so important. So we utilize both offices for committee meetings, for seminars and trainings. Um, we offer it up to partner organizations that need meeting space as well. Um, and and so they have, they're both just really important, wonderful facilities. We've done a clicker count um, every uh, every few years, and more than twenty five thousand people stop in uh, either of the two chamber lobbies every year. Um, and wow. we are designated as the official tourist information centers for Manatee County. So a lot of the people that visit the chamber um, are chamber members, but as many are new residents or visitors to the community that are looking for answers. They want to make connections. They're looking for products or services. And that's sure. a really important service that we provide for uh, the business community. Sure. Sure. So, so right now, of course, Florida has just been booming. A lot of folks are leaving other states. They're coming here. And I would assume then that your membership is booming as well. Yeah, we're we're now above pre-COVID levels from a membership perspective, right. and we expect uh, the annual Tampa Bay Business Journal uh, listing of chambers of commerce in the Tampa Bay region to come out uh, next week. Every year, they they survey that all of the chambers from Lakeland all the way down to the Fort Myers Naples area, um, asking us information about, about our membership. And um, every year for more than ten years that they've been doing that list, the Manatee Chamber 
sits number one uh, with the largest membership uh, in the Tampa Bay wow. area, which surprises people. I mean, we're membership perspective. We're we're larger than the Tampa Chamber, larger than the St. Pete Chamber, um, which My is something goodness. that we are we're very proud of. And you know, bigger isn't necessarily better, um, but we think it's a signal that we continue to make a difference countywide um, and that we're serving the needs that our members ask us to. Yeah, obviously you're doing something different than maybe some other chambers are not. I mean, what do you attribute that to? Um, I think being a countywide organization has a number of, of, of strengths. Yeah. Um, and the business community in Manatee County obviously believes that they're, that those strengths are, are important. When we became the Manatee Chamber uh, back in the early 60s, that was actually the result of a merger um, of the Bradenton Chamber, the Palmetto Chamber, and, uh, and a chamber out on, on Anna Maria Island. Um, and again, I, I believe, while it was before I was born, um, I believe that the conversation likely was, you know, we're stronger together. Um, and I think that if COVID showed us nothing else. It's that we're stronger to working together um, to solve right. really big issues. So, you know, you right. think about it. When we go to Tallahassee to, uh, to to advocate to our state elected officials every year during uh, during the Florida legislative session, you know, we can say to our elected officials, you know, we speak on behalf of more than 2,000 businesses. There are 72,000 employees. I, I mean, that, that's a big constituency. And so I believe yeah, that, that sure. gives us... Uh, you know, even more influence when it comes to the advocacy side of the work that the chamber does. Let, let's switch a little bit now toward the members themselves. As I mentioned uh, again before we hit record, uh, my experiences with local chambers is that it seems that there are some members that think all they have to do is join the chamber and all this business is going to come to them. So it's a mistake, obviously. But what are some of those mistakes that you see members make when they? They joined yeah, the chamber. No, that's it's a very good point. And, you know, it's a little bit of a, of a catch-22 in, in some regards because there is significant benefit that comes um, to our members, even if they don't, um, you know, attend events or, you know, join a committee. Um, I think there are ways to supercharge the way that your, your chamber membership delivers some ROI. Um, but I always want our members to know simply paying their membership investment lets us convene, you know, really smart, engaged people on all kinds of issues that positively impact the business community. So, you know, the, the whole you get out of it, what you put into it is true, right. but only to a point. I mean, we have members right. that, that join and I will never see them in person the entire year, but they understand right. the work that we're doing on their behalf is worth that investment. But I will say, you know, the power of connection um, can never be overstated. And so the networking and connecting opportunity that Chambers of Commerce provide really, I believe, are unmatched um, in it from any other uh, other perspective. And so, you know, attending events, choosing to join a committee, which is a networking opportunity, can be really right. powerful, especially for people that are new to the community and really need to establish relationships. You know, we all need sounding boards, right? What what better sounding board than peers uh, within the business sure. community? Yeah, yeah. And I think obviously that's a part of your onboarding process. When you bring a member on, I think that there are, it depends upon the organization, but they, they, they do not consider the fact that this is a part of their their marketing scheme or this is a part of their uh, networking. And, and they really have to plug that in and say, okay, I'm making this commitment 
And then to really, as you say, sign up for the committees and put that into their calendar and come to those various events. Yeah, you know, I'll add, there are some of our members um, who, uh, if you do a Google search for their business, their listing in the Manatee Chamber's online directory comes up higher on a Google search than their own website because of the power of, you know, the size of our, That's of our website, point. the Google analytics behind the scenes. Um, great and, you point. know, I, I mentioned our membership being at over 2000 businesses. Um, but of those 2000 businesses, almost half employ five or fewer. So the connections that we can make for the smallest of businesses to the resources that they need, we hope and believe, you know, will more than um, deliver a benefit on their their annual membership investment. So let's take that a step further. I mean, if if you were if you had a new or someone who's considering joining your chamber, and they say, "How do I maximize my membership? I'm paying X amount. I want to maximize it." We've talked about some of the mistakes that the members, some members make, but how then do you maximize it? Yeah, you know, we have a 30, 60, 90 day roadmap that's literally printed out and available to them. So things like ensuring that all of their information is as is robust as possible on the Chamber's website to, you know, that we use to to market them um, even passively through our website. You know, having literature, marketing materials in the lobby of the two chamber offices that are very strategically located in Manatee County with 25,000 people, you know, eyes on on their marketing materials. Um, Considering joining a committee, I can't, I can't overstate that as well. Um, we any given year we have twenty committees and task forces that we're convening on a regular basis. I I talk to peers across the country and they're like, "Are you crazy? Why would you have twenty committees and task forces? Seems like a you know a management nightmare." But you know, for our culture here at the Manatee Chamber, you know that's where the work gets done is is ensuring that it's our members that are driving the mission and the committees are really where the rubber hits the road. And for a new member, getting involved and sitting around a table right. with like-minded people is just a super valuable networking opportunity. Absolutely. Well, you definitely sound like you're the biggest cheerleader for the chamber. <laughs> what What are you most excited about right now? What's happening right now at the chamber that you're most excited about? Uh, we're preparing for our annual leadership retreat. It comes up in September and we typically get just over 100 chamber leaders who get together and spend two days, you know, digging into issues, you know, trying to identify new trends or new challenges. So, um, uh, while that seems to happen in September, you know, the hard work happens now getting ready for it. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm really excited and our team is motivated about providing the very best uh, vehicle for our chamber leaders um, to strategically plan in September. Um, and then, you know, just the growth in Manatee County is super exciting and provides a lot of opportunity for us to deliver value, particularly, as you mentioned, so many are moving here from somewhere else. And so helping them feel like they have an open door to, you know, a welcoming community and organization. I mean, that's really the personality, in my opinion, of Manatee County is being a really open, friendly community. And I think that the chamber has a real responsibility um, to deliver on that as well. I will say I moved here from Cincinnati in 2015. And if that's one thing about this general area right now, is that people are looking to connect. They're coming from someplace else and they're looking to connect. They're looking to make friends or business relationships and whatnot. And so 
Uh, if you're wanting, and I'm talking to our listeners here, if you're thinking of joining a chamber, if you're wanting to connect, I cannot uh, stress enough to go go to the local chamber, go to the Manatee Chamber, and find out more about what it is that you all have to offer because it's, it's extensive, particularly on your website. You see all the different uh, assets or resources that you guys have. So I, I guess we'll finish up by saying, what's the best way to learn more about the uh, Manatee Chamber of Commerce? Yeah, I would say probably four ways. Um, you have take your pick. So one is stop by one of our two offices. There's always a friendly chamber staff member, you know, there to greet you and, and get you connection, connected and, and get you information. Um, our website is manateechamber.com. So lots of information, including the ability to join right there online if you're already ready to, to take that step. But as importantly, connect to the information that you can find on that chamber website. Um, come to one of our events as a guest. We welcome guests sure. um, to come and check it out and see what it, the chamber's all about, um, or simply pick up the phone or shoot us an email and connect with one of our our team members. So maybe that was actually five five ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, with two locations and so much going on, being the biggest chamber in the area here, no, I'm surprised you only have five ways. So that's great. <laughs> Social that's great. media, yeah. So I could go on and on, but we'll, yeah, we'll go yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, Jackie, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast here, and we wish you all the success in the world. And um, be careful on that tractor. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> have a great one. All right, you too. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, Learn and connect. <music>